<laughs> I wrote a book. A week of passion, day seven. The last two days have been utterly depressing. I've spent the past few nights in Bethany. All I can think of is the promise of a future under Yeshua's reign, one which cannot come about because he's dead now. And now there's more depressing news. This morning, several women came from his tomb, which was apparently robbed. His body's missing. I have to get away from here. Lethargically, I just started walking. The road was full of people and whispers. I just didn't want to talk to anyone today, so I pressed on. And then a man walked up to me. Hey, uh, weren't you the one that I saw? Yes, I interrupted. I helped him. And I continued to walk, but the man matched my stride. I thought he was the Mashiach, he said too loudly. (laughs) Me too. Would he just not leave me alone to my misery? I continued to walk on. My name is Cleopas, by the way, he said. Simon, I said without looking up. Then another voice chimed in. The Mashiach Nagib. Oh, thanks, Cleopas. Great. More conversation. A second man came up. Yes, we thought Yeshua was the one, Cleopas said. Who is this Yeshua? I stopped dead in my tracks. And my two companions almost ran into me. Cleopas was equally shocked and said, You must be the only man in Jerusalem who doesn't know these things have happened. What things? Our new companion asked. This frustrated. No, no, this angered me that I could lose a friend, one I just knew was the coming prince, then to see him brutalized for nothing, and then to have it go unnoticed by this man? I told him my story. I told him how I met Yeshua, about my faith in his Hosanna, about the betrayal, about his death, about my loss, about the apparent desecration of his tomb and the hysterical talk of women seeing angels and claiming that he was somehow lived. And I ended my frustrated story huffing. My audience glanced at each other. And then the second companion spoke. Wow, you're pretty swift. He paused of tongue, but slow of heart. The words made me want to hit him, except he spoke them so tenderly. The look in his eyes was concern. And how he used that term swift took me back. And then he started talking as we walked on. Still sounds like the Mashiach to me. And then he talked of Moses and the Passover, and he used the same analogies Yeshua had at the Last Supper Who was this guy? He seemed to know everything. And we talked and walked for a couple of hours. I told him my revelation as I carried the cross, how the suffering servant was the Mashiach. And he smiled very broadly and quoted Isaiah. When his soul is an offering for guilt, he shall see the descendants and have life. Yahweh's plan will prosper in his hands. Well, I knew this passage from my youth, but it never made sense. Until now, wait, how do you have life after death? (laughs) Resurrection. My eyes widened with wonder. Cleopas spoke up. We've reached Emmaus. My house is just right around the corner. Let's eat together. 
Well, excited to hear more from this teacher, I agreed, and we talked and talked, and this stranger revealed more truths hidden from my eyes. As we ate, he said, Did David not speak of Mashiach in song? The psalm says, He will not leave me in the grave. His Holy One will not see a decomposition. He will not leave me in the grave. As I heard this stranger say that, something happened. He will not leave me in the grave. He reached across the table, handing me bread, and I saw the hole at the base of his hand. I heard the clink of a hammer to nail. I saw the breath come from his mouth like a blast of wind into my face, causing me to blink hard to reveal his face, his face, the face I knew so well. Yeshua, my God, I cried. I leapt across the table before I knew what I was doing. I landed firmly on Yeshua, laughing. He fell back from the table where we were reclining. I hugged him tightly with my head against his chest. I heard his heart beating. He is alive. He is alive. More than alive, Simon. Death is destroyed for us. Welcome to the kingdom. And thank you for the food, Cleopas. I sat up and turned to see Cleopas speechless, wide-eyed. And when I turned back, Yeshua was gone. Where? Where did he go? Cleopas never changed his expression. Finally, he spoke and his voice cracked. Well, then he managed, we must go tell the disciples. Well, both of us darted for the door. We ran the entire 60 stadia back to Jerusalem. And I knew where the disciples would be gathered. Exhausted and out of breath, we burst into the room. Then Cleopas shouted, Yeshua is risen! He showed himself to Simon! We panted in exhaustion as the room stared at us in silent shock. Mary came to my side. And Peter asked, who is this guy? Pointing at Cleopas. I laughed and introduced him. And then I told him what had happened. As I spoke of him, the room was hanging on to our story and gathered closer around us. Then someone said, don't forget how you knocked him to the ground, Simon. And everyone turned around. It was him. He was here. Yeshua was already in the room, yet the door was behind us. Everyone was scared until he comforted them. And we all talked, and before long, it seemed like he'd never left. He taught them like he did me, about the prophecies. It was so great to see Mary hanging on his words again, to see them all enthralled with the fulfilling teaching. Then he made promises for us to receive more power and told us to wait in Jerusalem. I looked him in the eye and he smiled and he faded from the space he had been standing in. We all stared at that empty space for what seemed like an eternity. I put my arm around Mary and held her tightly, thinking, if I died today or lived to die another day, it would always be okay. Tears poured from our eyes. This was the most amazing week in the history of the planet. Yeshua became my king. Yeshua became my friend. Yeshua died to become my Passover lamb, and Yeshua arose to become my life. 
which will never be the same. And one day when I'm called away, I will run again with him. And there will be no exhaustion this time, no cross to carry this time. We will bound over those mountains of earthly separation and pain, over Golgotha, over Olivet, being as swift as dancing gazelles. And then I will never stumble ever again.